Your Steve Jones Show podcast is loading now. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Sunbury Motors, North 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Great to have you with us. Brought to you by Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury, Sunbury Motors Kia. Routes 11 and 15 and Hummel's Wharf and online at sunburymotors.com. Ford, Lincoln, Kia, Hyundai. I mean, really all the great product lines. Great pre-owned inventory as well. It's great. All Sunbury Motors, 4th Street and Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Kia, Routes 11 and 15 and Hummel's Wharf and online at sunburymotors.com. Got a great email today, which I have to respond to, by the way, from our good friend Steve Engel at uh, Purdy Insurance. Steve, thanks again for your willingness to support uh, the Truman uh, Purdy Memorial Golf Tournament to benefit the Greater Susquehanna Valley YMCA. Uh, the fact that the jacket and tie did not show made the day so much better. Oh, I, I think I was supposed to skip that part, right? <laughs> Um, the uh, let's get to the key part here. As an update, even with the postponement and scaling back of the tournament, the Y received a net contribution of approximately nineteen thousand one hundred dollars. How awesome is that? The committee is very pleased with the result and grateful to all who played and supported our efforts to raise money for the youth programs at the Y. We look forward to holding the 30th Truman Purdy Tournament in May 2021, hopefully under more normal conditions. And then, you know, he was talking about how sad it was. I've got to respond to Steve. It was just one of the... I was just talking... You know, the irony is, I was just talking about him this morning. Because this is International Left-Handers Day. Ah, yes. Okay. And uh, as somebody commented, I believe, on Facebook... Because you put a video up of me hitting a drive. Yeah, our Facebook Live. You were no one knew you were a lefty. Didn't I know I was left-handed? I am left-handed dominant. Took a ball, left-footed. Um, it's interesting in my family. Well, number one, I think for the most part, I was in an era <clears throat> just after a time where they were forcing people to do things right-handed. Because that used to be something where, you know, if you are left-handed, it made you right-handed. Nobody ever attempted to change me. N- never. Not one time. Now, most of the time in school, most of the time in school, elementary school, middle school, we call junior high. Um, the um, 
I was usually the only left-handed person in class. One year there was a second left-handed person. One year. That's it. I'd be the only left-hander in class. And Steve Eng, I was telling my wife this morning, it's funny because Steve sent this email. What time did he send it? 1041. So it's by 8 o'clock this morning. Kathy and I are talking and talk about International Left-Handers Day because what happened was Rose Carter in the Sports Information Office sent a text to Dick Girardi and me. And in the text, you know, we noticed that on the day, this is International Left-Handers Day. Josh Reeves is left-handed. Isaiah Brockington's left-handed. Is there any one, any other Nittany Lion lefties through the years? And I texted back, me. <laughs> so, that's sort of it. And uh, nobody ever tried to change me. I usually was the only lefty in, in my class. Uh, now, when it came to baseball, uh, I played on one baseball team, and there was one other left-hander. It was Peter King. Because remember when we had Peter on the show? What, a couple months ago, and Peter was kidding around about, you know, how we grew up together. Yeah, and the your, whole your day, little league right? days. <laughs> yeah, our little league days. We were the only two left-handers on that team. How about that? Wow. Yeah. I was dab. Peter's dad was a good baseball player, good pitcher, as a matter of fact. But that was it for left-handers. <clears throat> so today is International Left-Handers Day. Well, Steve Engel's left-handed. That's right. So I was saying to her this morning, I said, yeah, it's interesting. There's a guy named Brent Martin who every once in a while I play play with. He's a great guy. I, I can't tell you how much I like the guy. He, great. He's left-handed. Sometimes we'll be out there, just the two of us playing golf, and there'll be two left-handed guys playing. Steve Engel's left-handed. That's why I told her, I said, yeah. I said, the funny thing is, I said, I just play with Steve Engel. I said, Steve's left-handed. Steve needs to play more. He's a good player. I forgot about this, too. Our Mark Lawrence is also a lefty. Again, it is the pathway to genius. (laughs) (laughs) I've I've been trying to tell you that. Which I'd like to point out, hey, for Doug and Wellsboro. Kevin's right-handed. All right, so... (laughs) (laughs) You have to go back. How rare is it even in my family? You have to go back to a great-grandparent on each side for me to find another left-handed person. How about that? There you have it. And the irony is my grandson, Colin, he's left-handed. We all know where he got that one from. (laughs) My dad's left-handed, so we'll have to see which way Luke goes. I think, what's the number now, 5%? Oh, is it? I have no idea. Yeah. Uh, I think... 
Yeah, what the heck? We have a computer here. Let's just use it. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. The last thing I Google was jacket and tie. I'm so just kidding. Percent of left-handed people. Ten percent. Left-handed is an individual's preference to use the left hand as the dominant hand. In the world, about 10% of, of individuals are left-handed. Okay, In the United States, the number is 10%. So one out of every 10 people, I'm it. So 10%. Let's see, World Atlas. Left-handedness, da 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 da. Ten percent of the left hand. Men are more likely to be left-handed than women. There are some studies that say as many as ninety-five percent of the people in the world are actually right-handed. Right-handed people are more skilled in performing tasks with the right hand. But little else are they good at. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> As a result, most gadgets, devices, and okay, are for right hand use. Now I'll give you one where I've got to use my right hand all the time. Scissors. Right? Scissors. That's a gadget where I've got to use my right hand. Factors that cause left-handedness. Ooh, insanity. Oh, sorry. (laughs) I skipped ahead. I said that didn't look good. (laughs) Handedness is influenced by the dominant hands of the parents. My were both (laughs) right-handed. My my four grandparents, all right-handed. But then you get to my eight great-grandparents, whom I never met. One on each side was left-handed. That's where I got it from. All right, enough of that. We've got a lot going on today. It's a very busy show today. We have Dave Hunsinger, the play-by-play voice of Oklahoma State football and basketball. The Big 12 is playing. So let's get and talk to Dave about, A, how, how it's going at Oklahoma State, about their reaction to playing, can they have fans, and the reaction there to what the Big Ten decided to do. Then Tony Knopp, the great man himself, joining us from California. Talk about the business of sports and what this means business-wise. And in the final half hour, Rich Scarcella, Reading Eagle. So we have a very, very busy show today. And yes, to appease the masses, we just want to re- remind everyone that tomorrow the king is on. That's right. That's right. Oh, for goodness sakes. Left-handed people have an increased risk of mood disorders. <laughs> Okay. I mean, do I seem like I have a mood disorder? 
Not at all. Dyslexia, wrong. ADHD, wrong. The heck they come up with this stuff? Okay, what about right-handers? Okay, the ambidextrous. What is left-handedness? Left-handedness is a disease. What does that mean? <laughs> Where did they come up with this? I feel like the more I read, the more the worse I feel. Left-handers and health risks. Twelve little-known facts. Oh, <laughs> you love the internet. They come up with all sorts of stuff that that destroy your life. Fortunately, I can do this because I really could care less. <laughs> when you when you've been on Earth as long as I have to this point, you're like, yeah, yeah, whatever. Let's see. Do 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 do. Science has uncovered a particular set of personality traits that left-handed people tend to have. Left-handers have a higher risk of psychosis. Well, how about that? May determine your health. Talks about dyslexia, ADHD, mood disorders. Let's see. Left-handers are normally anti-jacket and tie. Hmm. What would a jack and a tie symbolize? Um, Matt? Well, I guess uh, it could be only be one, two things. A suit. All right. <laughs> Let's see. In fact, left-handers hear slow-changing sounds better. Like, for example, you're out in in the wild and a, a lion growls. I can hear it. You can't. No. <laughs> That's on the first one to run. <laughs> this is all crazy stuff. Here, find a cure for cancer. I don't really need Okay, you want to be a doctor or something? Find a cure for cancer. All right, let's do that. <laughs> I'd feel better if you did. <laughs> I think I'm going to study this. Well, that's really worth it. One day a year, we can read your we can read your your work. All right. Uh, one quick thing I, I want to say, point out, uh, moving forward here. There will be a series of stories about playing in the spring semester, and after seeing a string of stories about why you shouldn't play now you're going to see now the next thing will be a series of stories about the spring saying you're asking young people to play too many games in a calendar year. All right, fine. That's a fine premise because obviously you would be asking young people to do that. It does get to a point for me where I'm getting sick and tired of either reading or hearing about what we can't do. You'd be shocked at what we can do. These young people are all achievers. They've worked hard to get to this point. They've achieved in the classroom. They've achieved in the ability to show the incredible discipline. Look at Penn State's testing numbers. Three of the four cycles had no positives, including the last one. None. The total positive test rate for Penn State was 1.4%. 
That's it. Young people, you ask them, they want to play. They love to play. It's the practicing part that they sit there, yeah, 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 I got to practice. Think about how many players Penn State, for example, plays in a game. You don't have guys out there 80, 90 plays unless it's a game against Michigan State or Ohio State that's close. How many times you look out there in the fourth quarter and the second team corners are out there or the second team defensive tackles all the time? Penn State plays a lot of people. Believe me, these young people want to play. In fact, instead of writing that it's too much to ask of them, why don't you ask them yourself if they're excited about the challenge of it? If they aren't, that tells me something. All right? But I think you're going to find out that they are excited about the challenge to do it. They just want to get out there and play. It's what they love to do. Taking your calls at 800-795-9565. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. I was yelling a lot at Matt during the break like I usually do. And... Matt will tell you exactly the reason why. Go ahead, Matt. Because, well, you're left-handed. And I'm moody. (laughs) (laughs) Where is that, Matt? How often do I yell at you? Um, I would say 0.1% of the time. I don't even know if it's that. Usually I'm the one that says it's okay. <laughs> right? I usually you'll be like, I can't believe I'm like, Matt, it's okay. It's right. Yeah, usually I'm the more tense one, but yeah. <laughs> I'm usually the one that's like, yeah, it's all right. Don't worry about it. I don't have that. Don't worry, I'll make it work. <laughs> See, it calms you down. Right? Yes, it does. Calms you down. Always appreciate that. Now at the other end of the belly, like, what's going on there? Can't believe it. Exactly. I hate August. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can't blame him for that. Oh, uh, we'll get through this. We will. I'm telling you, we'll get through it. Uh, great, great, Steve. I sent Steve a reply. Finally, it's my fault for not replying immediately. But um, 19100 for the Greater Susquehanna Valley YMCA through the Truman H. Purdy Memorial Golf Tournament. Wow. That's really, that's a wow, considering everything that we had to do. And Matt sunk the big birdie on 17. Stepped up there. He says, I got this, and knocked it in. That's right. Bang. All right. The ACC uh, chancellors and presidents are meeting at 430. Uh, The assumption is they will reaffirm the decision to play ACC football and other sports in the fall. But I want to apprise you that they are meeting. The Big 12 has already done this. What I found interesting about the Big 12 was this. They asked Bob Bowlesby, the commissioner of the Big 12, about the medical evidence and data that was used in the Big 10 and Pac-12 decisions. This answer really surprised me. We had the, you know, in other words, you know, uh, did you have, you know, Pac-12 and Big Ten had this data? 
And he said, quote, we have the exact same data we're playing. I thought that was interesting. And so with that, he is the longest tenured announcer in the history of Oklahoma State. And he is outstanding at his job. No one has done the Oklahoma State play-by-play longer than Dave Hunsinger, whom I've had the privilege of running into so many times over the years. Dave, welcome. It's great to have you with us on the show. Wow, Steve, I need to hire you like as an agent. and I, <laughs> you, could, you could do some wonders for me. Well, thank you for the kind words. I've just uh, I've had great support and good health, and I've been lucky in a, a crew that's phenomenal. So if... If you've got good people around you, you know, it's, it's, it's hard to screw it up, even somebody like me. Well, I think you just echoed how I feel about the crew I work with for football and basketball. The odd thing is, is Dave and I run into each other almost every year at basketball tournaments, mm-hmm. and Penn State and Oklahoma State never play. <laughs> I know. Isn't that the truth? I hadn't even thought about that. Yeah, we've been at the same venue a bunch of times, like, eh, we don't play each other. Yeah. I mean, it's, and we don't, you know, it's interesting. We don't play the Big Ten, and we're not that far from some Big Ten schools. I know. You know, Iowa's not that far. We've played Minnesota last two years in basketball. That didn't go so well. Uh, but we don't play the Big Ten much, and in football we never play, which is a bummer because I wish we would. Yeah, no, exactly. In fact, I think right now on the schedule, Penn State and Oklahoma State are both in the Charleston tournament. <laughs> yeah, we sure are. Yes. See you again, and we will not be playing each other. <laughs> but it does give me a chance to at least say, how do you see how you're doing? And he's and, as, and one thing about SiriusXM, you hear other people, and you know when other people are really good. I am talking to one of the really good ones. So, Dave, let's get to the Big, uh, the big 12 decision. Uh, the ACC and the SEC say they wanted to push forward. What has been the feeling at Oklahoma State about the Big 12 decision to continue to push forward? Well, Oklahoma State has been very assertive in wanting to play. Uh, the athletic director, Mike Holder, is of the mentality of pressing forward. Mike Gundy has been the same way. They've been very assertive about this. Now, doesn't mean that they haven't paused for caution. Uh, they certainly haven't been taken on a tone of recklessness. It's not meant that way. But they've been pretty assertive about wanting to play. So the decision, I think, sort of fit in with that. And I think what Bob Bowlesby, the Big 12 commissioner, has said is, more than anything, we really haven't been given a reason not to go ahead. So I think that's where they're at. They've improved some medical protocols, especially when it comes to the heart-related issues that have surfaced with some different guys. So they feel fairly confident in what they're doing. I, I, I think they feel confident in what they're doing, but there's no certainty in any of this. Mm-hmm. So you you roll down the the line and and hope that things don't change and hope that you can play but also know that you've got to be flexible right exactly and then flexibility is the key i know that with um with penn state they announced they every two weeks they announced their testing results they announced yesterday here three of the four cycles that they've had have had zero and there was one cycle that had eight that means of the 560 tests they've had eight positives and that means a 1.4% positivity rate. Do you know what the numbers have been at Oklahoma State? No, they have not released those. Now, we've had positives, and, and I don't know. I'm trying to remember. I think we had one clean run 
but I think that may be it. Uh, you know, I don't know that we've had just a bunch, but we've had we've had some here and there. Our overall cases, just for some background, Payne County is where Stillwater is located. It's right. about eighty-five thousand in population, okay. and you know, for the longest time up until June 1st, we had 45 cases in Payne County, and we went about four weeks without a single case during late April and into May. That quickly jumped in early June to near 400. We had like 350 cases in a couple of weeks. Almost, I think, 75% of those cases, from what I remember, was 18 to 30-year-olds. All the young people coming back to campus or more, more appropriately coming back to Stillwater to get into their rental places. The leases start June 1st. So they all come back, they go to the bars, they do what they do, and then the cases jump up. So I think that's been, it kind of coincides with that. I don't know that we've had, obviously, that kind of explosion with our athletic program, but, you know, there have been more cases in Payne County ratio-wise. It's slowed down a little bit, but I think anytime you've got your community with some issues, uh, you're going to have issues with your sports teams, although, thankfully, our hospitalizations and deaths have not really right. jumped up nearly at the rate that the overall infections did. We've been very fortunate. Only three deaths, and three is too many. Yes. Don't get me wrong. I'm yeah. not just going to throw numbers out there. Mm-hmm. Three is too many. We've only had three deaths uh, with the coronavirus, and the hospitalizations have been uh, manageable so far. To our knowledge, uh, as of a couple of days ago, there was not a person in our hospital here uh, that was awesome. in, in for COVID, which is incredible. Uh, Oklahoma State, the schedule I have has them starting out with Tulsa uh, playing at, uh, at Pickens. Then there, there's three buys in here. How important, yeah. and, I, and I like the, the strategic buys, two games and a buy. Then there's three games, four games, and then another buy. How important was that thought process of putting those buys in there where they did? I think it was huge because if you do have infection and you have, let's say, a position group that is hit, it gives you the possibility of being able to to put a team on the field for every game. I think it was enormously important. And the thing is, the order of the games – who you're playing when has been all shuffled. It's not what it was. Right. So it's it, so the whole schedule was reshuffled, and in order to try to make this work the best possible. So I think that was very wise. I think it was necessary, and it gives you the best chance to deal with some hiccups and continue to play. And when I say hiccups, obviously I, I mean infections. Of course. Uh, what was the reaction down there when the that it was the Big Ten that said first, and then the Pac-12 after that. What was the reaction down there that the Big Ten and the Pac-12 decided to move it back? What's the highest blood pressure someone can have? <laughs> that would be it. Yeah. I mean, it freaked everybody out. Right. And to the point where, you know, quite candidly, Steve, I went to bed Monday night thinking we were done. Yeah. And, and sort of the rumblings around the league was that we were done. And just being honest, one of the reasons I felt that way is that the University of Oklahoma has been probably as conservative in its approach to this as any school in the country. Yes. They brought their guys back really late. Last Saturday when they had one positive test, they sent their guys home. 
And so I thought, well, if OU's not on board with this, then they're going to have others not on board. And, and I just didn't know how it would go. But I, I am at peace with whatever they come up with. They've got the information. I trust the decision-making. You know, and, and these decisions are impossible involving this virus. I, right. I don't know how any of these people sleep at night or ever can have peace of mind. But everybody was really anxious because I think everyone, I think we are at the cliff, so to speak, of the realization that football may not happen, which for those of us in the business of football, whether it's as a broadcaster, coach, player, mm -hmm. administrator, we knew that was a possibility. I think a lot of fans and even those here in Stillwater really had not come to terms with that possibility. I think they just felt like, well, this is going to work out somehow. And then it was like, you got to be kidding me. This is really going to happen. And so, yeah, it, it, uh, it, it caused a lot of blood pressures to go up in a big, big way. Uh, the opener is going to be with Tulsa, so you're going to keep it within the state. That's part of the uh, Bank of Oklahoma Turnpike Series. Uh, how important was that to, to make sure that it was not just an opening game, but it was also a game where for Tulsa it was easy travel? It just worked out really well because the American continues to play. Yes. That, that made it really easy. We were supposed to have Oregon State for the opener, and of course that got bagged a long time ago when the Pac-12 made the decision just to go with uh, conference play. Right. And Western Illinois was a 1AA opponent, or I say FCS is the correct term now. They were supposed to come here. <laughs> uh, we're, uh, among, we're among friends. Call them whatever you want. Well, I, I, still, <laughs> I, know, I, know. I, I, I think FCS and FBS is still confusing people, yeah. so I still say 1AA to I, try to, to help people out. Yep. And, and so their circumstances obviously are a lot different than ours. And the Tulsa game – makes all kinds of sense it's a it's a game that the fans enjoy and they're right here it's an hour from Tulsa to Stillwater so it allows you a, a, a lot of ways to take precautions if Tulsa wanted to travel game day they could just come on over makes it easy what is the fan policy for Oklahoma State we have not announced in in terms of how many fans will be allowed that that has not been announced yet I, I think it will be at reduced capacity i don't know for sure how they're leaning in terms of percentage there will not be any tailgating which at oklahoma state as is true i know at penn state is a huge deal but tailgating will be prohibited parking lots will not be accessible until two and a half hours before the game so those are pretty big changes but as far as a percentage of seats that would be filled, they've said it will be distanced. How distanced and how many people will be in those stands percentage-wise, they've not made that public yet. How will Oklahoma State broadcast the games? Will you be allowed in stadiums? Will you travel? Uh, have they discussed that with you? Oh, you've I, you've been listening to my phone conversation. Oh, you're, you're, <laughs> you, so, folks, you don't know how great Steve is. I mean, he even he even knows what I'm working on when we don't even talk. It's it's interesting. I've spent a ton of time the last well, I've spent a ton of time over the last four months thinking through that right. and trying to come up with plans and and looking at different things. As things stand right now, I think here is our game plan. We are fortunate we have two national radio booths at Boone Pickens Stadium that will not be used until the Texas game, which is in late November and right. Thanksgiving weekend, as a matter of fact. So right now, my plan is uh, I will be in one national radio booth. We'll probably have our analyst in another national radio booth, and our producer engineer will be in the middle. 
and in the in our home radio booth. Mm-hmm. It's it's an interesting thing. Here's how I'm thinking of it, Steve, and I'll be interested as a play-by-play person to see what you think about this. I'm approaching this like I'm a designated survivor. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I'm not going to the football complex. I'm not going to practice. Coach Gundy's so good to us. He's putting practice up on video so I can watch it. Yep. I'm not going to Gallagher because I'm the one guy in the crew that if need be, the game could get on the air just with me because I know how to set up the equipment. Yep. You know, I, I, I know how to do all that stuff. Yep. So on the road, we're still looking at options. We may or may not travel. We have worked through the setup scenario of not traveling and calling the game off a video feed, I think we've got that put to bed. If I could make the decision and not have to worry about any complications, I think I'd stay in Stillwater right now. Okay. Uh, part of it is my wife is, is is an ICU nurse. She's a director of the ICU mm-hmm. here, so I see this through some different lenses. Yep. Uh, and it's not that it's right or it's wrong. It's just kind of my world and my life, and so... I tend to be cautious because of that. Mm-hmm. So that's what we're looking at. But it's it's a lot of things. Uh, not you know you don't travel together. If I'm the designated survivor, we would yeah. travel together. Uh, we, I, I would stay separate. Which uh, you know after talking to some of the guys at Learfield and Jefferson City, they kind of thought you know what that actually is a pretty good idea. So I don't know. We'll see if it is. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. I know they asked us, and I I know with us. It looked like the plan was leaning toward Jack Ham and me being in the booth together because the booth is wide enough for us. Yeah, CRs isn't. Yeah, to, yeah. Be, to be six feet apart, and it's deep enough where the engineer can be in back of us. But yeah, we're not I, quite yeah. in that scenario. Yeah. Well, boom. So pick, how's that for boom, crazy? Boom. That's probably the first time you've heard that that's thrown out there, but that's kind of what we're thinking. Boom Pickens should have put more money in, man. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> just, you better you, you better watch your tongue. Especially, I know. <laughs> especially, especially there. Absolutely. Well, you know what? I'm thrilled you're going to get a chance to do this. I can't wait to listen to you. Uh, I'll tell you, you have not lived uh, in this business. I'm talking about this business until you've heard Bedlam broadcast by Dave Hunziger, which is fun. Lo- oh, lo- yeah, that's nice of you to say. All right, because uh, there are times where you, when you play it that it's um, it, it it'll be a sat Saturday or Friday or something like that. We're all you know we're we're not playing. And I'll be like, hey, this is great. You get a chance. You're driving someplace. You're listening to it. it's fabulous. It really is. Well, I appreciate you saying that. And for all the Penn State fans, the better days will come. You know, leaders made decisions just based on what they thought was best sure and, absolutely and it's just it's just you know no no nobody has any malicious intent i i just i just can't believe that I, they're just making the no. best decision they can make under the circumstances and you know to be honest i think when you have a situation like what happened with the with uh, the young man uh, is it brady feeney i'm trying yes. to remember his first name yes uh, the, the, when that happens and it's in your own league yeah. I think it's like everything with the coronavirus. When it hits home, it's a different thought process, and that poor young man is really going through a hard time. Yes. So, yeah. you know, things will things will get better. The Big Ten hasn't been the, the the powerful Big Ten hasn't been the powerful Big Ten based on uh, buckling under some trying times. Right. It it rises and survives and then conquers. So, I, I Big Ten will be back strong. This is the point I've made to people. and uh, In fact, I did a TV interview this morning here, and I said, look, I really want to see 
the Big 12, the ACC, and the SEC succeed and do it with some semblance, and we know it will be hard to do, but some semblance of ease. That way it will give the Big 10 and the Pac-12 an opportunity to sit back and say, you know what, okay, it can be done. So that's why a, sure. lot, a lot of people here are rooting for you. Yeah, and, and we'll give it the, the, the best try we can. And who knows what's coming. If there's one thing that's been predictable about the virus, it's the fact that it's unpredictable. Exactly. So we just ride it out, and, and uh, you know, we're just not in control. That's, that's, that's a hard yeah. thing about the last four to five months is, boy, we, we've learned the hard way. We're not in control, and those of us in sports have learned very clearly that in the grand scheme of things, we're not really that important. Uh, yeah, I I, I'd like to think I'm discovering a, a, a vaccine for the virus, but I don't even like needles. And uh, I can't even begin to start down the path. Uh, look, I've been married 41 years. I, the, the thought of being important went out the door years ago. All right. So, <laughs> <laughs> Dave, absolute pleasure. Great respect for your work. I wish you nothing but the best. And please, to you and your family, safe, safe, safe. Well, you the same and everybody that uh, cheers for Penn State and it's every day we every day we get through there's no such thing as a time machine we're not going backward it's it's a day toward this thing coming to an end so just as Dana Holgerson the coach at the University of Houston says when he was offensive coordinator here we're just trying to make first downs we're not trying to worry about scoring that'll take care of itself let's just make three yards every play and eventually we'll get there that kind of fits that is Dave Hunsinger, the play-by-play voice of Oklahoma State. The Big 12 is pushing forward with a 10-game season, 9 plus 1, starting September 12th. Back with more in a moment. Tony Knott, next half hour. And Rich Scarcella, final half hour on News Radio 1070 WKOK, brought to you by Sunbury Motors. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle's worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC Way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC Way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC Way. The SMC Way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. 